0: Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on the Word Podcast. And I thank you for uh, passing word about this time together. As I mentioned in our last episode, last month, our uh, participation of Folks that are gathering together here uh, has literally doubled. And so I ask that you continue to do that. Continue to put it on your social media sites and just tell folks about just this short time every day that they can gather together around the Word of God. And what we've been looking at of late is out of Nehemiah chapter 9, where the people of Israel had gathered together and they're praying before God because uh, they had been in sin and were in sin. And so they were repenting. And before the Lord. And so in Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 21, which is where we left off before, let me pick up that verse again. It says this, Forty years you sustained them in the wilderness, and they lacked nothing. Their clothes did not wear out, and their feet did not swell. So the people are talking about how God had provided for them outside the normal wear and tear of life, right? Your feet, your clothes. And uh, a few verses before this, they had mentioned how he provided food for them, how he provided water for them, even though they had uh, rebelled against him and even though they had done abhorrent things by his great compassion and his great mercy, he continued to provide for them and he loved for them. And so that's sort of the theme that they're building upon here. Now, verse 22, they continue recounting the history of what the Lord has done. Verse 22 says this, and you gave them kingdoms and peoples and allotted to them every corner. And so it's talking about how the Lord had given them land. They had mentioned that earlier in the chapter, all the uh, uh, parasites and the uh, Canaanites and all the folks that were upon the land, how the Lord had given them victory over them. And now he's talking about how the kingdoms and the peoples were allotted to every corner. And when you read the... uh, account of this in the Old Testament, you see that they uh, conquered lands. You see that they actually conquered a portion of the land that the Lord wasn't going to give to them initially, but he granted it to them anyway. And then once they were in the land, how they divided the land up uh, by families, by tribes, and things like that. Now, the middle of verse 22 says this, So they took possession of the land of Sahan, king of Heshbon, and the land of Og, king of Bashan. Now, that phrase right there, you will see that phrase several times in the Scripture. Uh, I don't know how many times. <coughs> I, I didn't look it up. Uh, I would say more than a half dozen times, maybe even a dozen times. I'm not sure. You see them referenced many times. Sahan, king of Heshbon, and the land of Og, king of Bashan. And these are very, very interesting characters, particularly Og. And uh, the land they had was on the east side of the land that was the land that the uh, uh, the Lord had initially promised, but the people, uh, two tribes saw this land and said, man, this land looks great for our cattle. Uh, Ask Moses and see if we can take this. And so they agreed and they wound up taking that land. And it was the land of Sihan, the land of Og. There's also some really interesting things related to those two guys uh, as far as the Rephium, the Nephilim, okay, the Amorites, uh, the, the giants in the land. Okay. These are giants, Some intriguing things, which we will not get into right now. Now the next verse, verse 23, they continue praying to God and continue declaring what He had done for them. You multiplied their children as the stars of heaven, and you brought them into the land that you had told their fathers to enter and possess. So you see that God is uh, fulfilling the promise that uh, that He had made to Abram, and they mentioned that earlier in this prayer. God is fulfilling this. He gave children multiplied as many as the stars of the heaven that okay. he brought them into the land. Okay? He was the one that did it. Brought them in the land that you had told their father their fathers to enter and possess. Verse 24. So, and the descendants went in and possessed the land. But they did not do so by their own power. The next verse shows us. So the descendants went in and possessed the land, and you, as speaking of the Lord God, and you subdued before them the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites, and gave them into their hand, with their kings, and the peoples of the land, that they might do with them as they would. Now that's interesting. That they might do with them as they would, the Lord had uh, told them to dedicate them to destruction. Okay. He told them uh, specifically what, what people groups to destroy, uh, to kill all of them, not to have anything to do with some of them, with their cattle and, and, and their property and things like this. He told them exactly what to do. But that last, in the end of the last verse right there, 24, that they might do with them as they would. Let me see what the Lexman says. And land to do with them according to their pleasure. Uh, New American Standard says to do with them as they desired. And it's not like, okay, God doesn't care what we do with them. No, He totally cares what you do with them. He told you exactly what to do, but He left it up to them. In the same way with us, we are instructed, we're commanded what to do in the multitude of things within the scripture, but the final obedience related to those issues is left up to us. So He gave them this land, verse 25 continues, and they captured fortified cities and a rich land and took possession of the houses full of good things, cisterns already hewn, vineyards, olive orchards, and fruit trees in abundance. So they ate and were filled and became fat and delighted themselves in your great goodness. Wow, that sounds like the The end of a happy story, right? Well, we're going to stop right here as far as the verse. Let me give you the next word and then you share a couple things. We'll be done. The next word in verse 26 is this. Nevertheless. Oh, great. (laughs) Okay. That can't be good, right? Well, we'll look at that in the next episode. But for right now, just look at what they captured. Look at what the Lord granted unto them. He granted unto them fortified cities and a rich land. He had actually told them already that you're going to inherit things that you did not work for. They didn't have to build the city. They didn't have to clear the land. And they took possession of houses full of all good things. The houses had the good things in them. They didn't have to do anything to attain these. And he tells us what some of these good things were. Cisterns already hewn. Cisterns is where you store water. And they'd already been cut out of the stone of the ground. Vineyards. Now, that's a great blessing because the vineyard, if you decide you're going to plant a vineyard right now, it's going to be a good, what, five to seven years before you start harvesting a fruit from that? Olive orchards, the same type of thing. Fruit trees in abundance. So he, he uh, they're recounting the fact that the Lord had been faithful, that he had done exactly what he had told them they were going to do, that they were going to inherit this land to where they didn't have to build the cities. They didn't have to get the land ready. They didn't have to build houses. That there was every good thing and it was full of it. Things that normally take a period of time, they could gain instant access to vineyards, olive orchards, fruit trees. So it happened. And they're acknowledging that in this prayer. So they ate and were filled and became fat. There's nothing wrong with eating. There's nothing wrong with being filled. There's probably something wrong with being fat. Okay? Because the idea of being fat is uh, that they were eating to excess, right? gluttony. They became fat, but watch this and delighted themselves in your great goodness. Delighted themselves in your great goodness. It is good to delight ourselves in God and His great goodness. It's not good to delight ourselves in the great goodness that God has provided. In other words, to be an excessive eater, an excessive drinker, an excessive possessor. How many of us have too many pairs of shoes? Okay, too many shirts. Too much money. You're like, how much is enough, right? Okay. And you think, well, which way is this supposed to be? Were they delighting themselves in God and his great goodness? So that was one. Well, we could say that, but when you say that nevertheless, that tends to guide our thoughts to the idea that their delight was more in self-fulfillment than it was in the wonder and the glory and the goodness of God. Anyway, we'll pick that up next time and look at that, okay? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me, and I'll see you again next time.